Hi all, just wanted to let you know that this episode does discuss suicide and mental health struggles. If you or a loved one or anyone you know is going through anything, please don't hesitate to call the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline if you're in the US. It's 24-7 support. It's free. It's confidential. You can contact them on 1-800-273-TALK. If you're in Australia, the same thing goes. It's free. It's confidential. There is support for you 24-7. Call Lifeline on 13 11 14 or also you can visit Beyond Blue. everyone welcome back to another episode of the podcast i'm a bit flustered if you are flustered isn't the right word but i'm just a little bit overwhelmed the time is currently 10 6 p.m on sunday the 7th of march at 10 o'clock the oprah interview with megan and harry finished airing so it went from 8 to 10 so i've just watched it and it was never, I never intended to come on and do a podcast interview following the interview. And obviously not a podcast interview, like a solo chat following watching that. It was never going to be like, let's break down what they said and compare for, to the royal family. It was never meant to be like that. Um, I personally have always believed in Megan. I have always just seen... I mean, everyone has their own opinion. I understand that. But for me personally, I've believed her. I've seen, I I feel like I could see through her eyes she was in pain. I could see Harry felt the same. They appeared to be trapped while putting on a brave face, but at the same time, being brave enough to talk about mental health and stuff is in the last couple of years especially or actually the last year especially but never in my wildest dreams did I expect an interview like the one we just had um it was about a couple of hours ago that I decided I wanted to do a podcast a solo episode about it and I I hadn't seen it I didn't know what was going to be in it I didn't know if there was anything that I would want to talk about or anything that I, you know, thought it would be necessary to discuss. And again, I'm doing this myself. There's no one to discuss it with. It's just me talking to a microphone. But I just, I just felt like there was going to be something. And I just, and I, and it was interesting because I was driving around and it was about, at this point, it was probably about 6 p.m. And I was speaking to one of my friends at home and I was telling her, like, I just have this feeling that I'm going to do a solo episode really late at night. I've never done a podcast um, record so late at night with the intention for it to go up in like a couple of hours time. But I was just I was telling her, I was like, I just feel there's something if there's if there's anything to discuss, it's going to be something about bullying and I mean, let's be real. Bullying is not okay in any way, shape or form, any time of day to anyone, verbal, physical, social, um, like cyberbullying, like none of it, none of it is okay. It is not okay. And I do not stand for any sort of bullying. And I... I myself, as you, I mean, not to an extent of what people go through. 
I know in everyday life or nowhere even like you know Megan and Harry have that that's another completely side of you know bullying and stuff but in the past few months I have been a victim of bullying and by people that I loved and thought loved me too but apparently that's not true and it's not a me episode talking about all of that but I just don't agree with it but I could also sympathize I mean I could sympathize on a normal day because I have a heart but I could sympathize with her feeling weak and feeling angry and upset with herself for feeling weak and that was a, a major takeaway for me in terms of um the bullying angle and I like I'm a journalist I'm like I'm a you know a professional journalist with a journalism degree I know there are a lot of people out there that are writers these days but I'm a journalist I have a degree I'm very grateful for the opportunities that I've been given um based and that had come from the position and the job and the company I was with for many years. But not once did I stand for it. I worked for a company that lives for tabloid media. A company that tore Megan down many, many times. I mean, every day. If not one article, a billion and and I would I would get really upset about it and I would cry all the time about I don't know why I'm crying now I, I would cry all the time because I felt and it wasn't just for her but it was especially women in general this particular this publication lived for tearing people down and I don't stand for that and yeah, I, I would come home besides the fact that it wasn't a, for the, a lot of it, it wasn't an enjoyable time at work either. But I just, it hurt me to think that I was a part of tearing people down, even though that that was never my intention and I didn't stand for it. But, you know. I was part of a corporation and, you know, it took me, it took a lot of guts. It took a lot of guts and it took a lot of time for me to leave. And I don't regret one second that since I've left, <laughs> I definitely don't regret that. Um, I think, I think your journey in life is what it is. And like I said, I don't regret I don't like to have regrets and I think I needed that job for a multitude of reasons. Um, one, like there were so many great things about it. Like, you know, I was able to move to another country and be financially stable and have backing and have a steady paycheck. And, and that's something that, well, I don't have that anymore. It was a luxury I gave up as well as like a lot of benefits and a lot of other things. But what I took back was my values, my ethics, 
and not standing for any sort of bullying or any sort of behaviour like a lot of tabloid media puts out and does. So watching that, um, besides the fact of what it was, was very emotional. And I've even though I never wrote an article about uh, Megan because that was the UK um, side of things. And I'm disgusted. I'm really disgusted and was really upsetting um, to even, you know, have like some sort of label to do with it. And it, it and I know I'm getting off track here, but I have hurt people before as much as, you know, if you know me well enough, you know that I would never deliberately try to hurt someone. I don't stand for it. I don't care what you do, what you even if you did something to me like I I just don't stand for that like a two negatives don't make a right you know it doesn't it, it's just it, it there's no point to it if someone puts you down if you put them down it's not going to achieve anything for the most part as much as possible as much as humanly possible I will always try and take the high road and and just suffer the consequences, even if it hurt, it means it's gonna hurt me more. I'll just I'd rather do that than put someone down. And there were times, and I really I made such a um, I always made a really big deliberate effort to ensure anything that I wrote there was no opinion in it. If the article was of a certain celebrity of whatever it may be, my opinion was not in there. Unfortunately, my name was on there. And what would happen would be I would submit the story and it would go through the editing process to be set live. And people have access. People who approve stories have access to change anything that they want and you know what opinion pieces don't get I mean sorry not opinion pieces what do you know what no opinion piece gets it gets no clicks so opinions and descriptions that were negative and derog potentially derogatory potentially racist potentially defamatory were added to get the clicks to get the clickbait because that brings in the money for the company but that's still my name on it even though I don't approve it so and you know and I'm not going to go into it now because I'm just not but it just there were times where it and it still like really upsets me there was, I can think of a handful of times, but there's one particular time, the first time that that happened and I realized it had happened. How upset I was about it because a particular celebrity reached out to me and really, and you know when people use the word I'm disappointed in you, 
oh, that hurt. Because we were having a lovely conversation and everything was fine and it was meant to be a positive story. It genuinely was until it it, it wasn't. And I didn't make those edits. But it's you can't just sit there and you can't just put the blame on someone else. You can't just sit there and say, roll your shoulders and be like, and put your hands up and say, well, it wasn't me. Because it's not going to achieve anything. Someone has to take the blame. At the end of the day, while I didn't have the power to change that back, or I didn't have the power to have to make the final call, that's my name on that. The power was to walk away. And that's what I did. Now, I'm not comparing my walk away, anything like Megan and Harry's walk away from um, the royal family. But I just wanted to put that out there. I know it's been 12 minutes now, but I wanted to put that out there that I was like, really, that was one of the many things that really shook me up in this this interview. And, and it's not like I didn't know. It's not like I'm naive enough to know that this is the first time I'm seeing someone express how they've suffered the consequences of tabloid journalism and tabloids and and social media hate and bullying that's not the that's not what I'm saying because I wasn't not stupid but to see someone just sit there so like vulnerably and close to tears and talking about suicide you have to take a look in the mirror and realize you had a part to play whether it be big or small, whether your name was on the byline or not, it's disgusting and I take ownership in that and I apologize. Okay, so <laughs> now that I've said that, um, that's all I really want to say on that and like I said, I didn't know and I, I still actually, I don't even have a note. I'm not even like reading off anything. I, I don't even know what I'm saying right now and where, where this is going but there were things in this interview that, you know, really struck out to me and, and you know, it, it really does go back to the tabloids and it goes back to the story and the narrative that has been drawn and that has been told and that has been pushed on society to believing and agreeing with that's disgusting the fact that such a big story was how Megan had made Kate cry over like the bridesmaid's stockings or whatever it was at the time and that wasn't the case <laughs> and I know that's just like the little bit but like Megan said that, that was just the start that was when she knew oh shit this isn't gonna end well for me because if you haven't seen it what happened was if you've seen the tabloid um, articles from a couple of years ago, so this this sort of story came out about six months after Meghan and Harry got married. And there was an article that, there were a multitude of articles that came out saying that um, Meghan had made Kate cry because she, you know, she was being a diva. She was being this, she's that, she's this, she's that. When in fact, what really happened was the opposite. As told by Megan, she says that it was Kate that made her cry. And 
it was, you know, there was a lot of anxiety, everyone was stressed and it was, you know, over a silly issue like the stockings or whatever it was. But the fact of the matter was, it was the complete opposite and everyone around them knew that. And Megan didn't have an issue with Kate. Kate apparently brought flowers, she apologized, you know, they, they fixed it up. They didn't, it wasn't an issue. The palace knew the truth. They knew they could have easily just gone to the tabloids or whoever it was to clear it up and just be like, oh, just, you know, you're reporting the wrong thing. I mean, please don't report this, but you're, it's actually the opposite. But, you know, that wasn't happen. That didn't happen. Sorry. And, you know, just even when Megan was pregnant with Archie and they were showing in the interview, which was just mind blowing, the... Because you, you know how Kate and um, Megan, their pregnancies were always compared. Like Kate, Kate literally can do no wrong. And, I, and this is not me just like dissing on Kate, by the way. I don't have an issue with Kate. I don't know much about Kate and William. But you do, you, like you have to be living under a rock to know that in comparison, Kate and William are legit going to be queen and king. And then you've got Megan and Harry that, were the ones just scum they were everything was wrong the the same story like Kate cradling her baby bump and that was such a positive but when Megan was doing Megan sorry was doing it the articles read something like she's looking for attention she's obsessed like you know just a really really negative for the same story there was something about avocados that I was everyone was confused about that Kate was what a beautiful organic healthy way to you know it's really helping with her morning sickness to eat these avocados Megan tried to eat an avocado and she was told off before from environmental groups I can't even remember what it was but it was something weird that avocados come from this soil and she's supporting this thing and like it was just absolutely ridiculous but then you move on to when it just got too much and what I didn't know was Megan wasn't reading any of these tabloids yet feeling the way that she was For someone who has advocated for women's rights, women's equality, women in general, she lost her voice. And, you know, the question that Oprah posed to her was, were you silent or were you silenced? And to which she said the latter. She was not only silenced, but she was not protected. And that was a massive takeaway for me. And that's actually what she ended the interview with. And she spoke about that was the biggest regret that Oprah asked, do you have any regrets? And Harry, you know, he said his things and Megan said she had one. And that was she regrets not knowing how bad it really was because you know, she was living in her own bubble. She didn't want to hear about the negativity. Why would you? Why would you? If you're, if people are like, like attacking you, you retreat. And the best thing they always say to do is like, you know, if you're being bullied or whatever on social media, don't read the comments. Just don't read it. Don't read the articles. She knew it was all bullshit. So why should she be reading it? And people, and she was 
like, I don't think guaranteed is the right word, but she was under the impression that she was being protected by the firm, as they call it, the institution. But the truth was she wasn't. And she didn't know that she wasn't. She just assumed, okay, there's lots of stories and there's lots of tabloids and there's lots of rumors going around, but they've got my back. But they didn't. And I think that's a major takeaway is you can't trust anyone. You can't trust anyone to stand up for you. She was told the monarch would stand up for her and she trusted. When the matter of the fact was she was not being supported. No one was standing up from her for, for no one was standing up for her. No one was correcting the incorrect tabloids that were continually just ripping her to shreds and bringing her down and down and down. None of that. And it, and it's sad. It, like, it really is sad to say you can't trust anyone but yourself. But it's true. You can't trust anyone to stand up for yourself. Sorry, to stand up for you. You get what I'm saying. But yeah, I mean, it's just, and then, you know, the, that was, that was really sad. That was really sad to hear. And then she spoke about how it just got worse and worse and worse. And she spoke about, like, we all, we, it, it's etched. I don't know about you, but it's etched in my brain that interview that like five second clip from her interview on the last day of her Commonwealth trip in South Africa, where the journalist asked her, are you okay? And he was just, you know, saying it, just, you know, how you would just say, are you okay? okay?" Like, you know, and she said, thank you for asking. No one really asks me that. And he's like, and he, you know, you could tell he was caught off guard. And, you know, to that, to the, to the question, she answered, it's been really tough and she was not okay and like in Australia they do are you okay day and that is it's an important day because well I mean well firstly they make it a point to ensure that every day is are you okay day it's something that you should be asking people all around you at all times because you just you just don't know what they're going through and you just don't know how easy it is for some people to put on a smile to put on a brave face to pretend nothing's wrong when they're dying inside and that's what they were doing there was a part of the interview where I can't remember what the ball was called but she was pregnant with Archie at the time um, and they showed the photo and I remember seeing these photos and being like, she looks so beautiful. Like she is just glowing. She's stunning. They went to some sort of ball and that was, uh, Megan was saying like it was that morning or it was the morning before that ball that she finally had the guts and she worked up the courage to tell Harry that she was not okay. And um, she was suicidal I mean that I'm just putting it into words she didn't say those exact words but um 
I did write down what she said. She said she was ashamed to say it at the time and admit it to Harry. And but she and she said I just didn't want to live anymore. Like that's heavy. That's sad. And I was I was just crying through that. I I was genuinely just crying through that and the fact of the matter was he told her, Harry told Megan when they had to go to the ball the next day, he said, I don't think you should go. Like, you know, you need to stay. And she insisted she'd go because she didn't want to be left alone because she was scared of what she would do. Insinuating her mind and her mental health was so bad that she was scared she would take her own life. So you see these pictures and again, I was like glowing, beautiful. They look so happy, good for them. And she talks about how people told her that and all she could see was like, and she's smiling because that's the job. The job is to smile, the wave, to wave, to show up to these things. But she says her eyes just go straight to holding hand where she was holding hands with Harry and how he was clenching her fist so tight like you could see in these pictures like the whites of their hands like there was no blood circulation because they were both just holding on they were just holding on and 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 Harry was even saying that during that ball during that time like they would during the show when it was dark she was just crying the whole time and then, you know, she he'd they they'd be like, okay, the lights are about to come on, and so they wipe the tears because then people would be able to see them, and then they smile and do their whole you know wave or whatever, and then the rest of the time cry. And even when Archie was born, he was saying that he would you know be out doing the work or whatever all day, and she'd be with Archie, and she would just be crying all day. And at this point, they'd gone to the firm, to the institution, and told them they need that they needed help, and especially Megan. And she had even asked to go, and asked them to let her go to, a, like a mental health institution to get help because she had never been to this place in her life. Like this is a dark place we're talking about, and they denied her. They said, you know, unfortunately, I understand what you're going through. All the royals and all the family members go through these bad times. But unfortunately, we can't do that right now. Imagine, imagine like having the courage to speak up, to share your darkest thoughts, admit that you need help. And get denied by everyone. And I just think. Like that whole thing aside. Which is just the saddest thing in the world. It's just like. You just don't know. What other people are going through. You just don't know. You never know. Unless they're completely honest. Now in this case. They couldn't be completely honest with the world. We kind of had a clue that, you know, it wasn't as easy and picture perfect as it looked from the outside. But between they weren't 
they were both stuck themselves and they were both going through some dark times. The tabloids were just bullying in all respects. They were pitting, you know, Kate against Megan. And it's just, I don't know. It's just, it's just, it's just really disappointing and it's really sad to hear. And Harry did talk, and they talked a lot as well about leaving. How there were, and again, all the rumors were fake, no bad blood. Um, is Harry estranged currently? A little bit estranged from his father and brother? Yes. But he talks to the Queen, his grandmother. He, they're not, everyone's amicable. Everyone's able to have, for the most part, a conversation. Everyone, it's not that they just like got up and abandoned the Queen and blindsided her, which was what the story was. It's not true. And, you know, with all this said, I just think it's so important that people are able to tell their story. Firstly, I I know you can just, I can just say it the way I'm saying it, but bullying should be illegal, but unfortunately it's not. And it hurts. (laughs) It hurts. Whether it hurts both parties or just one party, it hurts. And the way that you talk to people, the way that you treat people, the way that you come across to people, it all impacts them. We're all impacted by something or other. We all go through shit. We all have gone through shit. I heard this um, quote the other day. I can't remember. It was worded much beautifully than this. But it was pretty much saying that we forget that every single person on this earth has gone through something. Now, it's not the same for every person. No one's trauma is the same. But they have. So be gentle. Be kind. And stop spreading lies. It's, it's really not much more effort. It's actually easier. It's actually easier to be kind than to be not. That part I don't get. I mean... Yes, that hits close to home right now, but it's just, it's just sad when people can't be kind, I guess. But I just, um, my heart goes out to anyone who's, you know, undergone any sort of like hate or pain or anything of the sort. And I think the best way to leave this chat, I know it's very deep and morbid chat, but I really did want to address it because... I just, I'm just feel very drawn to this story and it's not, it's not because I'm like a fangirl or anything of the situation. It's the fact that this woman who's a supporter of women, who's a supporter and a voice for equality, for race, for all of this stuff has just been shut down and pitted and labeled the worst person in the world, like literally the most hated woman in the world or even just person in the world. It's disgusting. She's a mother. She has another daughter. She has a daughter on the way. 
And I just think it's really disappointing and it's really sad. And, and, you know, let alone the fact that the palace even, you know, they were both talking about how conversation came up, which I, I can't even understand forget the security forget all of that that you know Archie or Prince Harry lost and all of those things the fact that they were having a conversation about the color of what Archie is before he's born what he could have been he could how dark his skin would be that's disgusting but anyway I wanted to I just before like the when the last final ad um came on for the um for the interview I quickly went on Instagram and I saw Serena Williams had put up this beautiful post she had just written it on her page and 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 obviously they're friends and I I just think it's it's just the perfect way to end this um it's like very I'm, I'm still very emotional about this whole thing but I think this is a true testament and I hope I really hope that people just start showing their love and support for this woman and say sorry if you're wrong and you've been like you know crushing her or anyone for that matter find the guts find the courage find like the empathy and value in your life to apologize to correct your wrong to do the right thing to be a better person. But, and, <clears throat> pardon me. But anyway, Serena writes, Meghan Markle, my selfless friend, lives her life and leads by example with empathy and compassion. She teaches me every day what it means to be truly noble. Her words illustrate the pain and cruelty she's experienced. I know firsthand the sexism and racism institutions and the media and the media used to vilify women and people of color to minimize us, to break us down and demonize us. We must recognize our obligation to decry malicious, unfounded gossip and tabloid journalism. The mental health consequences of systemic oppression and victimization are devastating, isolating, and all too often lethal. I want Megan's daughter, my daughter, and your daughter to live in a society that is driven by respect. Keep in your memory the fruitage of the spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, kindness, goodness, faith, mildness, self-control. Against such things, there is no law. And she captioned the post, I am so proud for you. I'm so proud of you for being so brave. I know it is never easy. You are strong, both you and Harry. I love you. I adore you. Your friend, S. And I think I'm going to leave it right there. It's, yeah, I mean, everything, everything said, I... I stand by my part and I apologize in any way, shape and form of putting down anyone, even though it was never and will never ever be my intent or intention. Um, I support women and I truly believe in an equal world 
I believe in a world free of injustice, a world free of racism, and a world free of bullying. And I'm happy and I'm proud that this episode will be going up on International Women's Day. With that said, um, yeah, that's, I'm not gonna, yeah, I'm not gonna drag it on anymore, but thank you for listening. Um, would love to continue this conversation and support and uplift women and everyone for that matter, um, further on our Instagram or on my Instagram, like, you know, I'm a lover of people. I always will be. I always have been. And I hope you are too.